Good morning, Flagler County. This is Danielle Anderson, your host of Lifeline, the radio show connecting you to positivity here in our community. And we have the most awesome Kara Hoblake, Executive Director of the Florida Agricultural Museum with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Dude, I am so excited you could pull yourself away from the farm and come. This is great. Yes. Yes. We've got a lot going on out there. I know. I, every time I come out, it, it's like something new you've got going on. Yes. And right now we have a huge legislative ask for funding. And uh, that's been hot and heavy on our schedule. We're asking for $2.6 million. Well, let's just go right to it. All right. 2.6. That's, yes. In the grand scheme of things, that seems pretty small. It really is. And and it's it's to fund three separate pro- projects. The number one priority is bathrooms for our school touring complex. We they just don't go in the woods? Well, they can. <laughs> <laughs> but they, we just have porta potties right now. And so we really need to, to have a, a proper restroom facility, and then also exhibit space for the school touring complex, and then also a barn for our education, educational and environmental trail rides. That is awesome. Fingers crossed. So, you know, I run into people, or even when I come and cover an event there, I'm always surprised to talk to somebody who says, this is the first time I've been here. I didn't know this place was here. We hear that every week. One or both things. I didn't even know you existed, and these are our neighbors. Right. Or I drive past all the time. So we're trying to we're trying to change that. So people who don't know the history or this is their first time hearing about the museum, how did it kind of get? Do you know the history? Because you've been there for a few years, but not since the start. I do. Um, actually, we were started in 1983. We were established um, as requested by the then Florida Agricultural Commissioner Doyle Connor Senior, and his mission was to tell the story about Florida agriculture. And then in 1992, we were designated by a Florida state statute to be the official agricultural museum for the state of Florida. You know, when people think about agriculture, I don't think they think of Florida. No, absolutely not. Theme parks, beaches, they do not think agriculture. Yeah, we think ag, we think like the Midwest, right? Right. And and the unique thing about Florida is that we produce over 300 different agricultural commodities every 365 days of the year. Wow, that is awesome. I mean, like... I think about it. I mean, the most thing I could think of maybe producing is like palm trees, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, really? Right. So what kind of stuff? Okay. Well, let's get back to the history of us. Okay. And in 1997, the museum was originally in Tallahassee. 97, the Ag Museum actually moved to Flagler County. Like they picked it up and brought it out here? Of all of the artifacts. And in, in the, the late 90s, Commissioner Connor put a request out to every county in the state of Florida. And he said, if you want to have the Agricultural Museum in your county, submit a proposal to the board. The board at that time was, I believe, a 30-member board, and they consisted of extremely influential people in the state of Florida. Uh, Very large farm owners like the Duda family, uh, Ben Hill Griffin family, um, even... The Ben Hill Griffin family is pretty big. Yes, huge names. Um, Mel Tillis was on the board. Uh, Burt Reynolds was on the board. Like the Burt Reynolds? The Burt Reynolds, yes. And they're crazy. So, but <laughs> Commissioner Connor had influence. He, he, he was commissioner for 30 years, so he was an icon. If you said agriculture during that time period, Dole Connor's name would come up. So the, the, the goal for every board member was to either donate or find $1 million. So the original museum was based on a budget of $30 million. But after Commissioner Connor left the office, everything just kind of fizzled. 
So we've been, since then, we've been trying to make our way in as far as funding. I asked when I first got to the museum, why did the board choose Flagler County? Is that, that there's so many other counties that really thought they had it. Hillsborough County, they're huge in agriculture. Really? I thought mm-hmm. Hillsborough was like Tampa area, mm-hmm. right? Tampa, and they have the state fair. So everybody was like, oh. it was a perfect fit. Um, Marion County thought for sure they had it. But uh, the board met one night. The meeting went late into the night. And the next morning when everybody heard Flagler County, everybody was shocked. Where? Why? And I finally found two huge reasons why the board chose Flagler County. The first was the large amount of acres that was donated to the Agricultural Museum. So then it was, I think, 319 acres was donated to the museum to have the, the, the property. As part of our, our proposal commitment. Exactly. And the other was the overwhelming support of the business people, the community, the politicians. And so I tell everybody, whenever I travel and speak about the museum locally, I always say, this museum could have ended up anywhere in the state of Florida. But we are so lucky. It's in our backyard. It's here. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe for us to beat out all those other communities, some of, some of those are very powerful communities. Very powerful. Yes. And actually, there's still some people that are upset about the decision. Are they really? <laughs> yes. Even now? Even now. Yes. So, yeah. So, the museum has been in existence for 41 years. It, I think that that place is such a gem. It is, it's like a treasure. Yes. Yes. So, we have a lot going on. And we're... we're trying to receive funding where we have a huge push for sponsorship donations. Um, so when you think about your budget, is it 30 million annually that you need to operate the building or the facility or what, what's a kind of like a annual budget? Annual budget is 550,000. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, the 30 million was to build the museum to build the buildings, but I don't, I'm not sure even a dollar of that ever was <laughs> materialized. So those people still have $30 million worth of pledges that they have to, <laughs> right, to right. contribute. Oh, that would, would that be nice if they like all suddenly said, oh, wow, I forgot to do that. Let me get that done today. And actually, we are going to plan a roundup, and we're just going to round up all the past directors from the past 41 years and, and family members and just get them to the museum just to show them where we are, where we've come, what our plans are for the future. When so you think about it, I mean it, – it, in Tallahassee, what could it have actually been compared to what it is now? I mean, right. And in know. Tallahassee, it was just in a room in the basement in the um, Department of Agriculture's headquarters. And they didn't do any tours. It was right next door to a, a state prison, so it's not very conducive to, to school that tours. It was like fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, this really is a cool way to tell the story about Florida agriculture. So uh, now we know, okay, well, people don't know what you have out there if they haven't been there. Right. So how did, what were like the small pieces and how have you kind of built onto it? Because you have done some phenomenal work since you've been there. Wow, thanks. We have buildings that have been brought from all over the state of Florida. We have a 1920s dairy barn that came from Tallahassee, five buildings from Volusia County, a little town called Dalyon Springs, part of a citrus complex, an 1880 general store from north of Gainesville, um, an 1880 Cracker House that is so cool. That's awesome. And the family that, that owned it, their last name was Clark, they still have family reunions out at the museum. They do? Yes, isn't that cool? I mean, can you imagine? You can have your family reunion in a home that's going to be preserved for as long as possible. And you guys actually go and you pick these buildings up and you bring the whole thing 
to the facility. Yes, the entire there's a, a a company in Florida that's all they do. They move buildings, and it's an incredible process. We did uh, right before COVID. We we moved a house from St. Augustine. That was the first time that I had ever gone through that whole process, and it was amazing and exciting. The day of the move, though, I felt like a nervous mother <laughs> just watching the baby <laughs> go down the street <laughs> and imagining everything that could go wrong, but it was just an incredible process. And it only had to go maybe 14 miles south, but we had to go a total of almost 60 miles because it wouldn't fit under the interstate. So we had to go <laughs> west until there was an overpass over the interstate and then south and then back east. We were moving like a whole entire house. Yes. Like building, right? Yeah. It, it, it created a lot of attention. That is so cool though. But like, and, and you go inside of, um, is it the general store mm-hmm. where there's like all these old artifacts? And I mean, it, it's just like, it is incredible. It's you like walk in, in time. yes, you walk in and you feel like you're in 1880, and everything is is placed in that store exactly how it would have been in 1880. Oh, I, I just love that place. Okay, I know. Like over the years, I saw um, what was like a reenactment or a shootout. Oh yes, do you remember that? Yes, yes. The the Wild Wild West, um, Six Guns, Six Guns territory used to be a very popular theme park in Ocala, um, and they they some of the reenactors came together and decided to just kind of have a, 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 a <laughs> reunion. So cool. And and they actually now every year they have a six gun event at um at a place in north of Gainesville. And they, they do it after being doing it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah they when they, they then they're gonna come back for to do that again because that really is and it's a perfect setting. And it was so much fun. And then you've done like these really cool things like um there was like this Maybe it was like a walk through time history thing. Walk back in time. That was very cool. And and it's such it's the perfect way to learn about history when you're actually seeing how people lived during that time period. And there were like I remember there were encampments and the people like were stayed out over the whole weekend. Yes. Like in their their period costume yes. and everything. Well not costume, yeah. but yes. attire yeah. and and they lived like they were living in that, that time period. It was like yeah. Just so cool. Yep. And, and actually, that brings me to our school tours that I want to talk about. Um, same thing. Uh, each, each program is 45 minutes. The first half is uh, talking about how the people lived during that time period and, and how agriculture played an important role during that time period. And the second half is doing some activity or some playing some game that is, is time period correct. And our programs are Archaeological Dig, Timucuan Indian, British Period, Ships and Sailors, which is one of my favorites, <laughs> and um, and the Pioneer Program, but it's all hands on, and the kids we and we have we have students come from the entire state of Florida, from South Florida, from the Panhandle, uh, Georgia, Alabama. Wow! Yeah, so it's, it's a really cool program, and they they learn by hands on, uh, role playing, having fun. Now, is this in the place that they moved from St. Augustine? Yes, Old Florida Museum. Um, and that's actually on the property as well. So you have the, the dairy barn, yes, we have all, all the, the old houses, and you have like farm section mm-hmm. with the with like live farm animals. Yes, we do. We have livestock. We have rare Florida heritage cracker livestock. We have cracker cattle, sheep, and horses. And these animals are direct descendants of what the Spaniards brought in 1521 to St. Augustine. So again, this is a really cool story. And these animals fell out of favor to ranchers because as other uh, breeds were introduced that had more meat or cattle that had more marbling and meat was more tender, then they stopped breeding these crackers. 
So in the 70s, the numbers were were getting so low that people were afraid that these that breed was going to be gone forever. Department of Ag stepped in, traveled the entire state of Florida, collecting um, the heritage breeds and creating separate herds around the state of Florida. The Department of Ag oh. actually owns and um, and manages three herds of um, cracker cattle and horses. One is in uh, Payne's Prairie, just south of Gainesville. So when you're going um, on 441, you can walk out and see actually the cracker horses in the wild. And they have bison out there, is yes, that right? that is right. Because I wanted, that was on like my like silly wish list when I went out to Kansas. And they were like, you didn't have to come all this way to see them. We have them in Florida. And I was like, no, we don't. And they're like, yeah, we do. Right, yeah, we do. <laughs> Amazing. A little unknown fact. Yeah. So then, okay, so you have the, the Caldwell Barn, and then you have this, this thing that got brought over from CNR. I've never understood exactly what it was. Uh, the, the house? No, the, the um, it's got all the, the, the boat is in there. And then oh, the Old Florida Museum. So that was a school touring company, very successful company in, in San Augustine. And uh, they, they sold the property, not intending to sell it. And so they had this business that the new owners, they were, the new owners just wanted the property for a wedding venue. So the previous owner found out about the Ag Museum. We started talking and he donated everything that could be lifted off, off the property to the Ag Museum. We hired the, his uh, previous educational directory, director, and we recreated everything that was in St. Augustine on our property. And the it's last year, huge. it's huge. And the last year that they were in business in St. Augustine, they had over 30,000 students come through that property. In a year? In a year, in a school year. Wow. Yes. Have you been able to translate, grab any of that audience? Yes. Um, not that much because we're not in downtown St. Augustine, so we probably won't ever see those numbers. But, but yes, and, and they, they had such a following that we've, the majority of our tours now are from when they went to St. Augustine. That is so cool. Yep. I mean, and, you, and there's still more room to grow other things out there. Yes, we have 460 acres. So it expanded from the original, what, 319? Yes, yes. The, the museum purchased uh, a corner piece. So our, our property boundaries are the interstate to the east, US 1 to the west, Old Kings to the south, and Palliser Creek to the north. So we have this fantastic, nice contained area. So we're going to go take a quick break and we're going to talk about like the whole outside of it because I know there's some other cool stuff out there too. Okay. Yep. I will be right back. Okay. Thanks. Hey, who's taking care of your air conditioner? If you don't have somebody good, give me a call. My name's Kyle. I've been doing air conditioning in Flagler County for 13 years. I'm now with Quantum AC. We look forward to being your air conditioning company. If you haven't had a checkup in a while, you really should. Call Kyle's cell phone number anytime. Okay. I'm Joe Wright, Quantum AC, part of the Quantum family. 586-9039. I look forward to your call. 586-9039. Hey guys, we're back with Kara Hoblick from the Florida Agricultural Museum, and we've been exploring the property here on the museum, but there's also some things that are pretty cool on the outskirts of the museum. So, you know, you talked about those property boundaries, um, and something that was interesting was discovered, or maybe you already knew about it, which was like the sawmill, Hewitt Sawmill? Yes, yes. Um, to the west of the museum across US-1, the museum owns 60 acres, and on that site is uh, the the original location of a 1700s 
sawmill, which is just amazing to me. So, so Florida during that time period was still under British control. And during the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the British loyalists that didn't want to have anything to do with that fled to St. Augustine. So overnight, there's a housing crisis in St. Augustine. Sounds familiar. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that sawmill provided the lumber during that time period. That and is- the sawmill actually burned in the late 1700s. But you guys have been able to either find stuff from it or yes. like, what mm-hmm. have you found out there? Um, actually, I, I, I don't know the artifacts, but we, we have created a walkway around that property. And it's about a three-quarter I'm sorry, three-quarter mile walkway around the property. And there's signs explaining. And you can only go out there with a guide. So that's for But it's, you know, the interesting thing is it's right there, like, butted up to, like, all those those um, subdivisions that are coming along. Yes. And it's kind of like, how do you manage and, and protect and preserve those pieces of, like, really old history? Yes. With that, today. Yes. That is, and that's been a problem. I mean, whenever you have development, it is <coughs> it is a fear that, 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 um, that, very um, sensitive property will be damaged, but we have a very good relationship with the developers, and um, and we're we're working together to make sure that things are protected. And if they make mistakes, we ask for them to correct them. So, that's so awesome. yeah, and and all of those houses that are building, uh, being built to the south of us, that's that will be fantastic for us as far as volunteers, future visitors, right? <laughs> yes, future visitors and uh, tour guides. We we need tour guides. So if you know if anybody that wants to be a tour guide. Give us a call. So how does somebody get to – I mean, do we have to go to, like, special training to, to yes, volunteer? We, we tra- yes, volunteer or, or uh, employee. No experience is needed. We we have all of the material. We have great guides right now that that, that uh, new people shadow, and then then they the, – the current staff shadows the new employees, and it's a fun job, and it's, and it's just telling stories. It's, it's really what our job is, just tell stories about Florida agriculture, and there is so much information about all of the buildings and about Florida agriculture. <clears throat> so when a tour guide is giving a tour, it's only an hour and a half. They have hours and hours worth of information, but each tour guide's tour is different because it's what is interested in interesting to them, or they have their own personal stories. So it's just making everything come alive. That's really cool. So do they, they take them through like the houses and then through the property, just as if you, cause I've seen you driving the tractor around with like all yeah. the people and telling stuff. Is that same kind of experience? Yes, exactly. The buildings tour, historic buildings tour is an hour and a half. And we walk through all of the buildings and tell, to explain about the buildings, where they came from, why they're important to Florida agriculture. And then the tour includes a wagon ride out to the 1880 Cracker House with the <laughs> Cracker Livestock. And, uh, and, and then we also have an animal tour, which actually came about during COVID. We were getting phone calls from parents saying, can I please bring my children out to the museum? We need to be out of this house. We're, we're going stir crazy. So we created a, an animal tour. It's the same route, but it's just a shortened version, and it highlights the animals along the way. That's really cool. Yeah. And then a lot of people don't realize this, but the Caldwell Dairy Barn is a, an event venue. Yes. It's 4,000 square foot open air dairy barn. It is beautiful, beautiful wood. The pictures are always amazing. We do a lot of weddings in there, uh, private events. We did several uh, Christmas parties. The Flagler County School Board had their Christmas party oh, in there. Nice. It's so much fun. And uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's available for anybody in the public to rent. So talk, and then I've actually seen them do that. It was like a tea party or a tea, tea something. 
for the uh, during the Pelissier Creek Read? Was that what it, it yes, was? Yes, yes, yep. We did a we've and that event has been going on for years out there. Uh, it's this the a Civil War reenactment Pelissier Creek Raid, and that that raid actually did not happen, but it's it it is a typical raid that would have happened in the area, and we try to do other activities. Besides just the battles, the battles happen at 2 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday, and they make it fair. The South wins one the, one day, no. <laughs> the North wins the other. <laughs> and and so, so one of the afternoons, we had a, a, a ladies' tea party. This, this past year, uh, we had Matthew Brady, uh, rein, our reenactor. He was a Civil War photographer at the time, which was amazing to me because you see the photos that were taken during that time period, but you don't think about the person behind that camera and their life and their hardships and everything that they had to go through. So we're doing the Pelser Creek Raid again in April, and our goal is to have other represent representers explaining what was happening oh, wow. with agriculture at that time. That's because really nobody, cool. again, nobody thinks about what farming and ranching still had to go on. So, so, so just kind of bring, bring that aspect to life. Will there be a tea party? Cause, and they did something last year where there was dancing, right? Yes. Yes. Dancing also. Yep. Which was, and they, the girl was, um, cause we got to talk to her for a few minutes and she said that they teach those, um, old dances. Yes. Yep. And they actually call the dances yep. and, and you don't, you can come show up with no experience. See you guys, if you want to really learn something cool, come and check that out. So that's going to be in April coming up, right? Yes, yes, that will be on our website. Once we get all the details solidified, that will be on our website. And then you also you host the uh, well, I know you have in the past. It's the cattle drive, right? Yes, yes, we host. We are a sponsor of the, the cattle drive, and it's the Great Florida Cattle Drive. It happens about every ten years. This last one just happened in December, and I actually participated in it, which was incredible. It's the most incredible thing I've ever done in my life. I've never camped a day in my life. What? <laughs> so the horse part didn't ner- make me nervous, but camping and I, I and you, you move your campsite every 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 night. You you break down in the morning and they move your 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 your, go- your gear. Your gear, yes. And then you ride all day for know, eight hours, twelve, fourteen hours. So it was incredible. And it's and we actually push cattle. Uh, they hire real cowboys to do that, but but we got to participate, and there were um, up to five hundred people total that were participating. Yeah, yeah. and it, you know, I know, and I actually met Doyle Connor Jr., whose son, who's the son of the Ag Museum founder. Correct. Um, yes. Is he still doing it? Yes, he is. He's and he's he's been doing it for years. He was he was instrumental in the very first one in nineteen ninety six, I believe, either ninety six or ninety seven. And he's slowly taking a, a, a back seat, but he is still very active in the planning. He is a real cowboy, too. He's yes. amazing. He is, and he is a Florida cracker. And you talk about, like, Clyde Butcher and those cool people, and, and he's just one of those people that you think of when you think of authentic Florida. Like, he just is in that group of people. Yes. It's amazing. Yeah. You get to know so many cool people. I do. <laughs> so much fun. So what other stuff do you guys have going on? Um, we had Good Day Orlando out last month to the the Fox News morning talk show did a live broadcast that was so much fun they came from Orlando to hang from out Orlando, yes for two hours and they did the little intros to every segment so for 
I mean, they did maybe 12 segments. In. Oh, wow. We, we stayed in the school touring complex, so they got to talk to, talk to the kids. And there's, I think it's on their, on their website. This little girl just walked up and took the microphone out of, <laughs> out of the announcer's <laughs> hand and just started talking. She was hilarious. She, she stole the show. So how did they find out about the museum? Do you know? Um, they, they just look for, for unusual places. And this is pretty much as far north as their, their viewership is. And so, uh, just uh, out of the blue, they contacted us. So that was exciting. So, that and they're really they're excited cool. to come back. They said, they said, anytime you have something new, give us a call. So, so I know we we have two minutes now, so we got to squeeze in everything else. Okay. So uh, I know that there is uh, trail rides and summer camps and things like that. So, what can people look forward to, and where can they find it? Okay, everything is on our website, FloridaAgMuseum.org, and we do guided trail rides um, to the public one hour or two hour. That's on the website. Summer camp, we have homeschool week next month where the entire week is just dedicated to homeschoolers, uh, a full day program. Every, every day is exactly the same. So you can choose any day during the week to do that. We do guided, um, tour, tours to the general public Friday, Saturday, Sunday, facility rentals. We have a lot going on. And this is going to be a fun year because we're actually, we have a lot planned. I don't want to, Say what exactly what we're doing yet, but we've got a lot going on, a lot planned. So please make sure you check it out. We got spring break that's coming up. I know parents pretty soon are gonna start to be scheduling summer camps. So make sure that the Ag Museum is on your list because it is like it is the most amazing place and it's a great place to, to let the kids get outside and be outdoors again. Yes. Yes. Hurry up and slow down and put your cell phones away. That's we right. we like the digital detox. That's what it is. <laughs> what do you love most about being out there? Everyone says it's their happy place. You know, it's 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 relaxing. It's outside. I've always loved being outside, and the animals, the people are incredible. It's just one big happy family atmosphere. So, really, everything the the being in nature. If you see an event that's being held at the Ag Museum, make sure you check it out. Thanks, Kara. We'll Thank love you. In. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, so make sure you go to FloridaAgMuseum.org. Org. All right. You guys have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you to Coastal Cloud, Joe Wright, and the Quantum Family of Businesses, WNZF News Radio, and Flagler News Weekly for sponsoring our show. Take care.